Hello, welcome, and thank you to all the patrons. This is our monthly Patreon episode for June. Last month when we talked about our top 10 NES games, we, uh, you know, kind of put it out to the fans and said like, hey, hey, what do you want to, you know, what kind of stuff do you want? And one of our listeners recommended that we do like a pinball-based episode. So we're doing that for you. And also, John as well made a recommendation that we do a pinball episode about video game pinball games. So we're going to do a mishmash of both of those. We're going to talk about regular pinball, and we're going to talk about video game pinball. So that's what we're going to do. And you know, you know us, but we're your hosts. I'm Trey Full Tilt Johnson. I'm Jeremy Ball Bearings Mikowski. And I'm John Flipper Wiggler Knitter. <laughs> I hope that's an actually pinball game, Flipper Wiggler. <laughs> it sounds like a speedrunning strategy in Super Mario World. Oh, yeah. You could do that too. Yeah, so I figured we'd just go back and forth and, uh, you know, talk about our top five for both of them. Uh, the, you know, the regular physical pinball is kind of a hard one because it's, you know, a lot of these you don't really have full access to. Right. Especially like, you know, I don't really go out as much as I did in the pandemic and all that, but. There are ones that I have good memories from. Actually, looking at all the dates of mine, mine are all kind of around the same time. Like they all kind of came out in the same like I guess time that I was out playing pinball games or whatever as a as a youth or whatever. So so yeah, but I can I can start it off if you want with my first. And I say we'll do we'll do like one 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 real pinball, one video game pinball, and we'll go back and forth like that. So my number five top favorite pinball games, physical ones, is. The Batman Pinball, and that's the uh, Tim Burton Batman Pinball from 1991. And uh, the the main reason that I played this game a lot is it was at it was at the comic book shop that I went to when I was in high school. Uh, they had it at uh, Central City Comics, and we played it a lot there. And it's a uh, you know it's cool. It's got the it's got the Jack Nicholson uh, Joker on there, and it plays the it plays the Danny Elfman theme throughout the whole thing. So you have that nice uh, you have that nice music going while you play it i know there's like a bat there's like a bat cave ramp that's kind of like it's like plastic molded and looks cool and all that and yeah it was uh it was fun to play it's kind of one of those things that i haven't played in a long time and i don't really know if there's anyone any one of these accessible by me because i would love to play it again if it was somewhere you know a lot of these like some of them you know you can find like at like emporium or like logan logan arcade or anything like that like like in by me in chicago you know we have the arcade arcade pinball bars and all that stuff but I haven't seen I haven't seen the Batman game since you know since the comic store, which the comic store closed in I don't know ninety seven or something. So I would really like to play it again. And there was there was a Dark Knight one that was at that was at the Mutiny Bar on uh, on Western. There was a newer one that I played, but I always liked that original one. Just probably just because of the mostly because of the great Danny Elfman music on the Tim Burton one and all that, and it was cool. And that's uh, I watched some videos of of people playing it. But you know, there's you know like most great pinball games, it's got you know it's, it's got various uh, multi ball options and and jackpots and stuff like that. There was there was a pinball documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I watched it a few times way back when. And they described like what's great about a pinball game, and it's just kind of like creates its own story within the board and all that, and like you know. Yeah, how you hit the ramps, and, and and my favorite ones are the ones where you can get multi ball like from various different places. Like it's not even just one thing. Like you can, and I and a lot of them are like that. The really good ones where you like hit one ramp like two or three times, and then you get multi ball from that. And yeah, it's all about like cool ramps and music and, and design too. Like the the art on the board, I think it's really really cool. Like just seeing that, you know, seeing the old school drawn Jack Nicholson Joker and and uh michael keaton and all that so, oh yeah and there's a big uh like in the middle of it there's a big picture of uh kim basinger vicky vale like right in the middle of the in like the big <laughs> white dress that she has in the movie so that's kind of like okay it's an interesting thing to just put right out right out the front there but it's the 90s man it's the uh, the first the first of many gritty batmans 
<laughs> the very first gritty Batman that seems kind of corny now by today's standards, but whatever. I still love that movie. Most of our listeners probably best know uh, Kim Basinger as the mother of Rabbit in Eight Mile. <laughs> what listeners? <laughs> we have. We. I'm sure we got a lot of Eight Mile fans. I actually wish. Was she even in that movie? I totally forgot. She was. She was the mom. Didn't we see that movie too at the Burnham? Did you see yeah. that with me, Jeremy? That movie, was yeah, it, a bunch. Of I saw it in Gary with uh, Lee. Okay, maybe I, I, I missed yeah. it at the Burnham, but a bunch. Of, I remember a bunch of people went to it at the Burnham. Yep. I thought I, I thought it. Maybe I didn't see it at the Burnham, but I did see it in the theater. I do remember that. But yeah, that can move on from that. Whoever, who next victim on the pinball on the pinball ride? I could go ahead and say a machine that I yeah, like you were saying, Trey. It's but you can't just download a pinball machine. Well, you kind of can, but not the real thing. Nobody's making bootleg versions you can go buy at the flea market, as far as I know, you know, like, so I've uh, actually gotten to play one of these machines and I've, I've seen more than one of them, but I guess I was doing the little research and only 5,000 something were produced, but it's the Super Mario Brothers pinball machine. Yeah, I thought there was one I got that on my list too, yeah. I was going to say, you both can always, you can tag team on it since you both have the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it in Denver, and but I saw it in two different places while I was in Denver, so... I don't know for whatever reason a huge percent or you know, a pretty a fairly large percentage of the ones that are out in the wild were in Denver, I guess. Mm. But uh, it's a fairly simple pinball machine. Like it's not, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, literally, that a lot right. of the other machines do. But it still, I think, faithfully gives you that feel of Super Mario Brothers, like in pinball form. And the artwork is cool on it, and like that's something. If I could get any pinball machine, it'd be that one, just because, like you said, not not that it's a great pinball game, but as a Mario fan, there's something really cool about having a mario pinball machine i I want one i don't know how much they go for but i would pay it in researching this i was like was this kind of like a not necessarily a bootleg but you know something about this machine just doesn't feel like it it's as flashy as even the machines of the time in like the early 90s because this came out in 92 and the producer is called gottlieb i'm not sure i'm not sure if i'm saying that right that's how i always pronounced it i don't know if this but is yeah different. they were they're an old ass company I mean, they don't exist anymore, but uh, they were started in 1927 in Chicago, and they are the first. They made the first successful coin-op pinball machine. So this company does actually have a pretty strong pedigree for pinball. Yeah, I'd never really thought about it, but Chicago has a pretty strong pedigree for pinball as well because they got Valley Midway in Chicago. Uh, oh yeah, and, uh, where's Stern located? I don't know where Stern is. I thought Stern was. I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I just made that up. I was gonna say I, I thought that maybe Stern was located around here. Just because, well, I mean, because they they're always at a uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, and there's always new Stern pinball games to play, which is cool that they're still doing that. Like I thought about mentioning some of the newer pinball games that Stern has mm-hmm. made, but there's not really any of them that have just kind of like hit hit for me. You know, there's a lot of cool yeah. ones like the the Ghostbusters one and the Godzilla one and the, the Deadpool one. And all Ninja that. Turtles one came out like a year or two ago, but none of but they're like Spider Man, but none of them have really been like, yeah, that was the one that like really that I just really had a good time with. I don't know, they've, they've all kind of blurred together. In Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Okay, so wow. close, so close enough. Mm-hmm. I think that's Illinois true. is the pinball capital of the world. Not to mention, you got galloping ghosts with all those pinball machines. Yeah. Let's see. Elk Grove Village is about thirty-seven minutes from where from my, where I'm at. So that would be considered over there. Chicago land area. So yeah, definitely. So I wonder if you know with the Super Mario Brothers being kind of a basic machine. I wonder they knew that they would have a hit on their hands, right? Super Mario Brothers was huge at the time and of course, everybody wants to play that machine. So did they kind of just scale back on it? Because why spend the money? It's going to be hit regardless. 
Well, so even though it was a fairly simple machine, it was the first machine that that company made that had like the dot matrix display and stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm reading all this here, like on the wiki, but um, so it for them it was a it was a more complicated machine, I guess. Hmm. I was trying to find somebody who had actually sold was, was actually selling it because you can you know you can find some of these. They're normally like in the thousands. Um, right. th- there's actually a cool website that I found called Pinside dot com that has a lot of information on pinball games and stuff it says that if uh, i didn't see one for sale by chance but it says that you'd estimate that it's around worth between like 2900 and 3400 for wow. for the super mario brothers pinball which i would think is less than most i mean pinball games you expect it are going to be a, around a few, 7, a few, a few thousand ones yeah I, I would I would expect like the less like some of the ones I was looking up like were selling for like maybe like two thousand like maybe you could get the Batman one for two thousand or something mm-hmm. like that that I was talking about but it's I mean it's, it's at least I mean, you know it's like it's like arcade games will, will be mind you too yeah same. that's two thousand to buy it you're gonna have to figure out how to transport it and that's gonna be yeah. probably close if not more to the same price yeah it's probably like a price plus you come and get it somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, right. you know and they're and, also so fragile really with so many moving parts like moving it's probably kind of scary yeah not to mention like even like keeping them together like i don't know if they still do it but at midwest gaming classic they would have those rooms that are just filled with like random pinball parts like all these just Mm -hmm. little tiny pinball parts that you could get to like put your machine together and it's just like blows your mind just to look at like all these tubs of all this shit that you don't know what it is and and all Mm -hmm. these all these pinball games have like millions of these inside of them. I don't know if you've ever seen right. anybody fix a pinball machine before, but it's really cool. Like it is at the, at the bar I used to work at Beachwood. We had a pinball machine there and what was it? Dr. Dude we had for a while. Like that's one that stays in my memory. I actually ended up buying it on switch because you can play it digitally on there. Dr. Dude is in one of the classics, the, whatever the Zen pinball classics. We had Dr. Dude and we had Dracula, the Dracula game, but we had this guy that would come in there and you kind of like Dr. Dracula. Dr. Acula, yeah. Dr. Dude and Dr. Acula. Uh, you like you like pop the floor of the of the pinball machine up, so you kinda like open you know, you take the glass off and then the part where the ball goes around, you like pull that up, and then there's all these like wires and stuff that all just kinda like entwine under there. It's really cool looking. It's like almost mm-hmm. like you're doing surgery or something. Like I t- remember, I took a picture of it when it was happening because you just never, you rarely get to see pinball g- games like taken apart like that. And I was like, yeah, that's that's neat. <laughs> it's, it's just like all these like cool. long loops of of wires and shit. It looks like yeah. So like you're, you're doing a pinball sur- machine. It's like you're doing surgery. You gotta like know what you're doing or know somebody who knows what they're doing. At the minute, it's like owning a an exotic animal, right? Like if you own a <laughs> boa constrictors so you your vet better know boa constrictors right mm-hmm. you better have somebody in the neighborhood who knows that <laughs> that animal that machine um and I'm, I'm thinking about like i got this uh, pac-man machine that has the advertisement for the, the arcade shop on it and i'm like well you better yeah, you do better you better just have somebody in the neighborhood you better have a shop nearby or just like maybe don't even bother or or learn what you're doing first before you can buy the by the machine yeah or i mean well it, it works the same way with uh with old arcades and stuff but pinballs are pinball machines yep. are just so much more complicated even yeah even more complicated because right? I, I remember people saying like if you want to buy an arcade machine buy a broken one and learn how to fix it and it'll be uh very important for you in the future because you'll need to know that and you know maybe it works the same way for the pinball like buy a broken pinball machine learn how to fix it so then you'll know so then you'll know when it breaks yeah. later what to do. Or you, I mean, just if you can't fix it. You don't deserve that pinball machine and move yeah. along. <laughs> it's a learning experience, you know. You could, <laughs> it, it's kind of something, you know, if you had the time, 
to just do that. That would be a really fun thing. To, that would be to really fun. Into. I think if I had eventually when I have a nice house with like a little workshop or whatever, I think that'd be a cool hobby to take on. Just get a pinball machine, try to fix it up, try to learn what exactly goes into it. Learn how to solder. And I mean, it's, it's, right. it's this whole thing, you know, there's a lot. I mean, it's, I'm sure there's a steep learning curve on that because you have to learn like circuits or all that shit recapping yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I learned, um, not that I learned. I, I've seen pinball machines open, like you were talking about, Trey. But for whatever reason, in my head, still, it's like a Rube Goldberg machine in there, and it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense how it works. But it outputs fun at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. I look at those and like, how do you see all those wires and things? How do you even start building something like that? Where do you start? I don't. I don't know. I'm like so overwhelmed just by looking at it. If, if the if the if the Netflix documentary is still on there, like I, I recommend watching it because they talk about and, and there's some like. There's some famous ones in there, of course. Uh, the one that's number one on my list, and probably Jeremy's too, is definitely in there. Uh, you see, you know, see that up close and personal. But they talk about like you know designing, like just starting, like with the board and like you know putting all the pictures on there and the art, and then just kind of like building the the story around that. And it's really mm-hmm. cool. And it shows like you know people shaking the tables and stuff like that, which I never really got. I was never that crazy into it. There's actually one. There's one guy that I know. It, you probably saw him briefly. He was at MGC. Dennis. He he was a, he was a regular at the Owl. He would come in there and hang out with me. And he's like a pinball, whatever, professional pinball player. Like he plays in like pinball tournaments. Was he standing like in line for a tournament when we walked by him? Yeah, he was at MGC. Okay, I know what you're talking about. But I've I've seen like him post stuff about pinball strategies and stuff like that. Just kind of you know just just on just on the internet and so on, like through Facebook. And it's like I don't understand any of this stuff, but it's cool that you know people because I know he would go and play at Logan Arcade and stuff like that. Yeah, if any pinball machine you look up, it's going to be like a game or a book or a movie. It's got people that made it, obviously, but it's like created by or designed by. It's usually just a couple of people. So I imagine there's some sort of yeah design phase that starts the whole thing off. And maybe you wouldn't necessarily need to know all about pinball to start designing it. And then you bring in the people that do know what they're doing to kind of get it to do what you'd like it to, uh, to do, I would think. Yeah, it's, it's very complicated. Oh, it's not on there. Any, it's not on uh, Netflix anymore, but it was called Special When Lit, a pinball documentary. And if you can rent it online or whatever, I recommend watching it. I think it's, I thought it was a very good movie. So most of my list is just going to be pinball machines that like I would like to play, not necessarily that they're the best or I mean, machines that I would like to own just because I never had, I never had access to an arcade. I've never had an arcade in the neighborhood growing up. And so Getting the chance to play a pinball machine, it was a few and far between kind of experience for me. Uh, I'll tell you first, though, one that really sticks out for me is the Jurassic Jurassic Park pinball machine. Hmm. The one with the T-Rex that leans down and eats the ball. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I had a great experience with this one where my family went on vacation in, like, I want to say 1991 or 92. And we went to a place in the Ozarks called Tantara. It's this big resort. Kind of had, like, a tropical or, like, Hawaiian theme in the middle of the Ozarks. And it really felt like a like a cool getaway kind of place. And at this, this uh, resort, they had an arcade. And I just would bring handfuls of quarters down there every day. And I'd... The one machine that I would go to again and again was that Jurassic Park pinball machine. It just would call to you because it had this cool animatronic T-Rex that would eat the pinballs. And mm-hmm. um, and then it was one of those, it had it had the uh, you know LEDs and would show little scenes from the movie, animations and approximations of Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern. Uh, it felt like you were playing the movie. I think it really did good good job of telling the story and this was also i guess it must have been no i mean it must have been like 93 or 94 because the movie came out in 93 so 
I'm going to say it was 90, 1994. Um, you know, right in the middle of, of the Jurassic Park craze, it being the biggest movie of all time at that point. Yeah, it, it was just a prime prime pinball machine for me, age 11 or so, uh, having a good time with that machine for the entire weekend. And it wasn't like I was just there you know, for an hour or whatever. I was at this resort the whole weekend. It was the only thing that I remember from that entire vacation is playing Jurassic Park pinball. And you're talking about the first Jurassic Park craze, not like the uh, Jurassic World craze that we live in right now. I know a lot of people nope. are really watching those new movies. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I haven't, yeah, seen, no. I haven't seen any of them, but it's just like, mm-hmm. that's whatever, the sixth one like just came out. So, I mean, they're still... And, and try even trying to research the Jurassic Park pinball machine, like the first one that comes out is, is the new one that came out in 2019. Like Stern did another one just recently, oh, okay. so... So I'm like, no, not that one. The other one. There's a video on YouTube, and I think we've talked about it on the show before, whenever I first saw it. But And John, I think you saw it, said you saw it too. It's somebody opening a brand new one, but like recently. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember this. Somehow they came across like a sealed Jurassic Park pinball from wow. whatever year, 93, 94. And uh, they open it up and they That's put nuts. it together. And it's just, it's really cool. It's a Data East game also is the is the publisher of it. So you just Max have a pinball machine for 30 years and not open it. That's what I want to know. Stuck in a basement somewhere. Somebody didn't know it was there. You forgot about it? Oh, that dusty old thing? That giant Probably in a warehouse. Package, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that big it's that big dinosaur head is really cool looking. And I do right when you said that I remembered the dinosaur eating the ball and like the magnets and all that. And I was like, that's cool. And it has like a gun handle on the Yeah. on to shoot the ball and all that. Yeah, that's another one right. I would I would like to play that I haven't seen really in a long time. But you just triggered my memory on it just now, being like, Oh yeah, that one was cool. We played that. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of cool like tutorial videos and stuff like that that you can find on YouTube of people showing you how to play pinball games and I don't know, they're nice to to look at if you want to remember stuff like this. Do you want to move on from Jurassic Park then? Yes. All right. So let's go to, let's switch to video games, to our favorite video games, pinball games. And my number five is actually a real pinball game in video game form. And that is Pinbot on the Nintendo Entertainment System, made by Rare Right by the the old rare company that we remember and love from uh, Perfect Dark fame and whatever else. This this game is pretty cool because this is something that Jess and I just kind of randomly found. I think it was at founded at Logan Logan Hard Hardware, which is where Toy Du Jour is now. We went in there when Logan Hardware was there, which Logan Hardware was a record shop that had an arcade in the back of it. Which actually, there's another story later on on this podcast involving that arcade in the back of uh, Logan Arcade or Logan Hardware. I just want to say arcade because Logan Hardware I don't think exists anymore. But anyway, it was like a, it's like a used record place. Uh, you, they they would occasionally have used games as well. And I found a copy of Pinbot on NES, and I'd never seen it before ever. Like, didn't even know it existed. And it was like, they were selling it for like eight bucks or something like that. So I'm like, I'm going to get this. I bought, it was such a weird purchase. Like I bought that and I bought X-Men 3, the GameCube game. Like they had that game there also. Like just like such random shit, you know. (laughs) So I was like, okay. Because I never, I never had the X-Men game. And I think that one was like 10 bucks too or something like that. But it's, and and then we played it, like we brought it home, uh, hooked it up in the NES. Like Jess and I, we played two player on, on the NES Pinbot. And Pinbot's a cool game, you know, and it's cool to see it. And it's, it's, you know, it's done pretty well. Like it's a. And it runs pretty well on NES. Actually, before before I got the blinking light win, we played it. And the game actually froze in the middle of a in the middle of a game. And I think that my NES just kinda stopped working very well after that. So Pinbot was maybe the death nail of my 
NES pre blinking light win and all that. But you can play it now. And, uh, you know, the guy who did the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack, uh, David Wise, did this, the like three songs that are on there. There's not that many songs on the game but there's like you know there's multi-ball like it, it looks good it runs well like it's just a it's just a weird thing it's like who you know whose idea was like hey let's put pinbot on uh <laughs> on nes and i think it's like pin like pin star bot is like how it is i guess there's more songs well i guess as far as like actual songs that aren't just like a few seconds long there's maybe like five songs but i was able to get i was able to get the soundtrack and a lot of it's just like five or six second like little you know little like audio bits for for different things that happen in there. But you know, it's only like, it's only one, it's only pin, one pinball game. So there's basically a song for while you're playing it. There's like a title screen song and there's like a multi-ball song and that's about it. But if you can come across it anywhere, I don't know what, I don't know what it'd be selling. I'm sure it doesn't sell for much on eBay. Like I said, we bought it for like nothing. Unless it was one of those things where you just found a, a rare game for nothing, which would be great. Maybe they just didn't know at Logan Hardware. But it's, yeah, it's worth checking out for, for your NES or, you know, you can play it. I'm sure you can play it on a, on whatever emulator uh, uh everdrive if it if you can get it on your super nintendo one or whatever but it's cool it's just one i felt like i needed to include because it's like hey this is a nice this is a nice game for nes yeah you can buy it for like about 10 bucks on ebay it's not expensive if you want one sealed selling for like 300 but you know who has that like for real there's a wada wada 7.0 thousand dollar one on here whatever that wada shit buy one buy one for like 10 it's a fun time The one, my first video game one's got a pretty unique name. It's called Pinball. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. What's it about? <laughs> it's a loose semblance of Pinball on the Nintendo Entertainment Center. It's a it's an okay game. I don't think it's great by any means, but for the time, it was cool. I think 80, I came out in 84. The first time I ever played this was on the GameCube. Oh, really? On uh, Animal Crossing? On Animal Crossing, yep. Yeah, that game, same with me. Like, I, well, maybe did I get it from? Did I get it from you, or did it come on the? I, I just remember it being available on Animal Crossing for me, and yeah, and I played the shit out of it on Animal Crossing because it was probably the best game that I had on there as an, an yeah. any, as a collectible NES game. So, yep, that's where I played it the most. And actually, I don't know. Within the context of Animal Crossing, it was great because you're pretending like you're in another world playing this game. Then it's more impressive that way, I guess. But uh, programmed by Rest in Peace, Awada Sun. I could describe it, but it won't take very long. It's a super, it's a two screen p- table. I think there's just one table. And then there's like a bonus mode in it that's sort of like breakout, but that's pretty much it. There's like eggs with like, yeah, there's like eggs in you it. hit. And then, <laughs> and you got to get all three eggs to hatch for it to disappear or for something to happen. I can't remember exactly, but it's just about as basic as pinball can be because it's on a chipset from the late 70s or whatever. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah, I think this was the this was the game that inspired the episode, right? Before before yeah. we got Because the it came out recently on NSO. Mm-hmm. I 
I spoke about my experience a little bit on on the main show, but you know, I had this. My first experience with this game was at my cousin's house, and we had a good time playing it. I thought even today, when I just uh, tried it out a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I was impressed by the fluidity of the movement and how it felt predictable and natural. So kudos to Mr. Iwata and everybody else who made that game because it feels like pinball. Nice. There's a just just one thing. I'm just watching a video of a pinbot that I wanted to say. Uh, I, I know I, we already moved on from that, but something that was really cool about that game I noticed is while you're playing it, like when the, the you know how the screen will like follow, will like move to follow the ball, like in more most like you know video game things. Mm-hmm. In pinbot, there's actually it kind of splits screens a little bit, and you can still see the flippers at all times at the bottom so like you'll see like the flippers and then the top of the pinball will like kind of move and that's a really cool thing they should do that for stern pinball and stuff like that so you can always see where the flippers are so you don't have to so you can like just focus your eyes on that like that's really cool and it, and it kind of like it'll be when it was on the bottom it'll all come together as one screen and then when it goes up it'll become split screen like split screen on nes can you believe that that existed in 1988 like so ahead of the times well that's pretty cool so my first video game uh, pinball is one that you likely had if you had windows back in around 2000 or so it was 3d pinball space cadet it just came yep. entered with windows just like a uh, solitaire and minesweeper and you know I, i'm sure you poked around with it um everybody if you're of a certain age not that it's a great pinball game but it was there that's why i put it on the <laughs> list because it was there and if you wanted to play a pinball game on computer Everybody played it. I, it I, de- I definitely played it. I remember playing it on my mom's computer and I played it for a while. You know, it was enough that it kept me, you know, it kept me entertained and I was, you know, enjoyed it enough that I, that it kept going. So, yeah. So if you're having trouble remembering it, you know, that spacey pinball game floating in the back of your mind. Yep. That's it. It's 3D pinball space cadet. Pretty generic. Not much to it, but, but it was pretty fun. I think it had some online leaderboards or something, some basic online functionality to it. I mean, it is one of the first, like, video game pinball games that I remember playing, just being like, oh, cool, mm-hmm. this is as fun as a regular pinball game, you know? Because I don't think I'd even played NES pinball by the time I played this one. So it was, you know, it could have been, like, the very first video game only pinball game that I've ever played, you know? So I think it's I think it's worth mentioning in that, in that at least, you know? Yeah, it's one of those things, like, I don't know, I don't know if you can play it anywhere anymore, anymore. like, if you can get it. Like, I guess, like, some of those, like, what is it? Good old games, or there's like websites it. that where you can get like old, old like uh, computer games that'll run. I don't know if you can get Space Cadet or anything though, but put that on Switch for free. Put it, put it on there for free. <laughs> Why not? So you don't, have, you know, I would play it again. Microsoft and Nintendo have a loving relationship now. Yeah. I like to think that it was just because this game, this 3D pinball Space Cadet, could happen. <laughs> that was the whole point. I was just gonna say it happened because pinball, because a space cadet pinball was created. It, it reunited two two major video game companies together with Space Cadet because Nintendo loved it too, yeah. or something. <laughs> you know, I know it's cool. I'm sure you can find a way to play it or download it or whatever. But yeah, it was it was a thing I had fun with in my teenage years, which is probably how old I was when I liked whatever my next pinball game is. 